Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. Hi guys, welcome to the Tribe Stories. Um, so today we are talking about uh, the consequences of sin while we are still on this earth with people go to call. And on today's episode, we have... Hi, my name is Toby Daniels. Hi, Chuck, as usual. <laughs> then Inem. My name is Toby Foy. Okay, so I, I was inspired to talk about this. I, th- I felt like we should talk about this after having um, a conversation with a friend who isn't ready to settle down right now, but also... He's not exactly looking to go around. Excuse my English. Um, he's like, okay, if the opportunity comes, I'll take it. And then, you know, it just brought that thing to my mind that a lot of Nigerian men have that concept, that mentality in their heads that, you know, when I'm young, I just should do everything I can so that when I get married, I won't do it. Like, I think personally, I think it doesn't make sense. Maybe we should start with single guys before the marriage. Um, so I, I was thinking about the topic and it just came to my mind. What if... It was never mentioned that um, there's going to be a second coming. Like, what would uh, people's reaction be to sinning? Like, people would just be like, "Oh, we can do this as much as we can." But I figured, as as um, as Christians right now, many will live with the fear that Jesus is coming soon. So you you're sinning right now with the with the mindset that, "Oh, what if he comes?" You're not even sinning because you think it's a bad thing. Like you're not convicted that oh you know it's a bad thing, but then you're not you're not living in that conviction that oh this thing is really really wrong. But you're living that conviction oh Jesus is coming soon. I shouldn't be doing this. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. So most most times I think we see because we don't really know the gravity of what we do, but we know okay there's somebody watching us to you know bring us that to account. I think it's a wrong perspective. Okay. I, I'll um, I'll say I will say that this is like very very deep. Um, yeah conversation um when i got born again i prayed for over a year that god should help my my pleasure points mm. that how god should help me save my pleasure because for me pleasure is usually what can tilt our same quotients mm. so there's emotional quotients there's iq mm. there's sq which is spiritual quotient mm. or sin quotient. Now, as Christians, we know that there's the nature of sin. So once you're born again, you don't have the nature of sin anymore. Yeah. But because of the residual part of the flesh in your mind, you still have habits you're trying to fight. So the, I think the first thing first is most people need to understand what sin is and that sin is a consequence of a nature, not your fault. So once that comes to your mind, it to tackle sin not as a reaction but as a nature gotten from an old man and when Christ died for you that nature had gone or has gone so why am I still sinning? That's the first part. The second part is once that happens to you you begin to realize that okay some things you did in the past give you pleasure. So as a married man for example and I'll, I'll say this a lot of married men have been buzzing my, my DMs and some say they prefer porn to sex with their wives. Why? Because in porn, they have some kind of hormonal pleasure 
that their wives cannot give them. So now, this, this should be a conversion for Christians. So as a Christian, you know that this nature is not your fault. It was given to you by the old Adamic nature. Yeah. But then Christ died and it, it has gone, but because of your soul, you, it's like the soul you incubate, so there are residuals mm. in the soul. So now for now, so you begin to see do some things that are bad. Now, from your example, that sex, sex is one very big right. issue because of the complexity of that of that sin. And I'll tell you why. Number one is soul ties. But when you have sex before marriage, you tie you know soul ties. Yeah. You begin to share your soul with people. In the um, in in Hebrew, sex is the same word for worship, which means it's only in sex you use your body, soul, and spirit. Mm. So in those days, sex was like worship. They put the white, white sheets, blood spilled. It had the same concept of worship coming to mm. God's temple. So in sex, you use your whole. But that was a wicked guy. So he's been able to bring a divine concept and, and, it, and make it a. Guys, no like it's even adverts, commercial. So that's the point. So I think the first thing is to see that sin is not what most people think sin is. Sin is, sin is not just reaction. Yeah. Sin is in nature. The second thing is when you're born again and you still have habits, you can pray that God should help your pleasure point. And that's why I prayed for that God help my pleasure because as a, as an unbeliever, there are things that my flesh likes. That feels good, mm. but you know they're not right. They're right for yeah. you. So I'll give a very interesting example. I don't think I've, I had an issue with Arsenal. It sounds like a very funny thing, but at a point when Arsenal loses, guy, I can like <laughs> yeah, it became really bad. Like I have a bad day, I can curse, I go home. I'm like I don't want to get married, and then my wife watch Arsenal match, and then my mood just changes because of. Football. Mm-hmm. Has it gone completely? No. But is it God's? So I'm saying this is a very minute mm-hmm. nonsense. Yeah. Sarcast, but yeah. That's how serious it gets. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my thing from my perspective. Here's an example that I will draw through from my life. I see this conversation from the angle of love. Right? If I am in love with you. I would do everything that I can to please you, yeah. right? Yes. I th- I think that I think that men and women um, across the world have come to the point where they, in their in their dealings with themselves or with man, they have found a way to um, put a level to love. So I can love you, you know they. You know, I walk up to a lady and I say to her, I, I love you and I will do whatever it takes. And she says, oh, don't go there. Don't please sit with me. Oh, don't do this. Yeah. You know, do, I would go the extra mile to make sure that she finds pleasure or happiness. Right. And in doing that, um, I keep her happy. I keep myself within the laws that she has put in place. I think that if we, I think this conversation, if we take this conversation the next level and if we really relate to God, and to the person of Jesus as we should. Mm-hmm. If we look at the law as a, as, or the commandments as, though they came from love, as or, as opposed to them coming from um, a place of anger or a place of rebuke or a place judgment. of judgment. Thank you, that's the word, right? 
I think if we look at this conversation from that point, people would learn to, we would, we would get it right, right? I think that that's the answer. I think we would get it right. So if I don't have to be scared about the judgment or the second coming of Christ because I love Jesus, yeah. right? Yeah. Because I love him like I love, you know, my girlfriend, my wife, my parents, you know, love, love him to, you know, the, you know, the, the lows and the high, just everything that's around, you know, the person of Jesus, I would keep his commandments. So, let's not take this up much mm. and say that the only way to love God is mm. through Him. Mm. Mm. So, what? And, and, and this is a fantastic. Um, he just read my mind. Yeah, because <laughs> the way it's interesting that I am like six months married and I see a lot of things. I'm learning. I'm really, I'm learning Christianity again. Mm. And trust me when I say you guys love conditionally. Mm. Mm. We all love conditional. That is the honest truth. You can, it, it could be with just tiny conditions, some of these high conditions, mm. but we are, we are created to love conditional. We love our father because of what he did for us. Mm. It's, it's a, it's subtle, but it's, it's subconscious. It, it is true. We love, that's number one. Number two is that we, our love is faulty. Mm. I'll tell you why. Our love is based on how we feel, how we give, how we receive. Our love is is, is not completely functional. So the way I love my, my mother is even way I love my wife, mm. I love my guys, mm. but it's not complete. Mm. Now, if we never have to bring that love to God, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Because that love is not complete. That yeah. love is 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 selfish. Yeah. Yeah. We only love him when he does he something. Does right. Right. And yeah. when life isn't, you're like, yes. Oh, yes, good. I don't love you right yeah. now. And he also knew that the only way to prove that he loved us was to love us first. Yeah. So, so one very interesting guy says that how old are you? And I said I'm thirty. He said no, you are you are thirty years plus nine months. You are in mom's room plus this thing and this thing. He was really messed up my mind. One, one interesting guy. He was like, you don't know how old you are. I'm like wow, and that's what God did for us with love. He loved. So taking up Chuck's one point, the next level has to be so because he loved us. We can love him, yes, yeah. yeah. And because we can love him, he can he can help us to obey him. To obey him, exactly. Because and I must say this very clearly, man. A lot of people try so hard to obey God by their strength, yeah. Because they think they love him, and the devil uses it against them. Because you make mistakes, mm. you will fall, you would. So, for example, in the Old Testament, in the commandments, they say. Do not steal, do not covet, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Christ said, if you look at your neighbor in a, <laughs> in a funny way, which is harder. Yeah. Christ's own was harder than the law. Yeah. Yeah. The law said, do not, don't, do not. But he didn't say you cannot think about just yes. Christ said, let's take it up a lot. <laughs> I think that's where premeditation comes in. <laughs> yes. Yes. He, he took it. Yes, he took it. So that's why I said, this whole same thing has to come to 
attracts points. Love or not what you think love is. Yeah. Yeah. Because I love is based on feelings. So for example, I know yeah. I have colleagues that I have kids. A child wants ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, one after night. If I love my son, let him ice cream. But does my son think I hit him at that point? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No ice cream. No. That's who. That's how we are. Yeah. Two is that you can't say we, we should not say the opposite of God is not sin. Mm-hmm. So God doesn't. God the opposite of not sin, and that's what we've been trained to think that there's God and there's sin. Yeah. No. Yeah. Open to God is what? Unbelief. Mm. Not sin. Mm. The message of God is unbelief. Mm. It's not believing. So that, that's what the Holy Spirit said. Because once you believe in God, He can help you with sin. So yeah. you never were meant to handle sin by on yourself, your own, yeah. by your strength. No. So just like you said, it wasn't something that you, you did. You didn't get sin by God. So that's so painful because they don't know that the purpose of God is not sin. It's unbelief. It's not trusting Him to help you. I have a question. Shoot. How do we help people who already feel, right? So your friend, for example, he already has a thought pattern, right? He has a mentality towards this reality. Yeah. You know. So how do we help people understand or move their perception from doing from just helping them understand that what's right doesn't always feel great? Yeah, so Honestly, mm. I think that's why I said it, it's, it's, it's not layered. Mm. So, for example, I, I met somebody who came to my house and was really disgusted at the church. And I said, What happened? He said, I went to church today and I was just thinking tongues. Mm-hmm. And I, why would you do that? And I almost went to say, I said, No, I'm sorry, I apologize for the pastor. He didn't. I have to try to explain to him a different layer because. There's no one fits. There's no one answer fit all. Yeah. yeah. So I'm also very. That's why I want to attack on titles because some people would, would attack you if you come at this way. Mm-hmm. So I think the first thing first is we all need to preach a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So my father told me he said that I have five kids, but I relate to them differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for this guy, I don't have the answer, but I say. Go and meet the Father. Once you meet the Father, He opens your eyes to things that would amaze you, and then you begin to depend on Him to. Yeah, yeah. You get the point. So it's not. A, it's not a, No, it's go and meet the Father. Now I must say this, and I, and I must really say this. If you meet Dangote in his office, he's a brutal man. He's actually what yeah. brutal man. But if you meet that which is through his daughter, mm. he's an amazing man. Mm. Most people met God not through Christ. <laughs> they met God through humans. Yeah. humans. Yeah. So they, they they think God is actually a very wicked, restrictive, hard guy that doesn't want to die. They think God is just a complex, complex. narcissist. Mm. <laughs> it's not about himself. But when you meet God through Christ, who is ready to wait for you? Mm. Who is ready to love you? Like he's not he's not He's not manipulating you to no. You meet God through Christ, and then you begin to say, "Okay, this Christ guy, okay, this Christ guy has something." And that's and that's what the church has to quickly work on is 
the only way to God is not church, it's yeah. Christ. <laughs> I literally I had this conversation with someone yesterday. I was asking him if he was going to church and he said no. And then somehow we started talking about relationship versus I'm like community fellowship is great it's not, I'm not going to say it's not it's important in every Christian's journey but that one-on-one with God is yeah. it's the most important it's the most important because I was telling him imagine if imagine if all of us have we are all candles and there's a light there's yeah. a flame of fire you know um, above our heads and then every time we spend the more time we spend with God the more that fire is stoked and yeah. then we all come to church all of us burning for God imagine how that presence of God mm. like when you come to church and it's just one person is there one person is not there I should say this um, God wired us in such a way that we, are, we can't be independent of him mm. and I figured salvation is a process so when you give your life to Christ your spirit gets saved but then your soul needs saving so it's a process like before, it, before you get to that point of spirit, soul and body as yeah. one it's a process so that's where relationship comes in and for this person you're talking about just like for said I think that's where relationship comes in yeah. you can't do it on your own you cannot so I think that's where you, you work with God and then he walks through your mind renewing your soul yeah. I think it's, that's when you come to that place where you cannot want to sin yeah. Yeah. so let me see a very interesting verse that we read that has a clean spirit okay. it says without faith you cannot want please God please God, please God. He didn't say without sinning. Mm. It's without faith. Yeah, please God. Because God knows that sin is a consequence of what unbelief, lack of mm. faith. Yeah. Now, when you have a relationship with, with your husband and your wife, you can't please your husband if you don't believe in him, if you don't have a relationship with him. Yeah. So you, you can't say, my wife, uh, so for example, I don't even know you, but I, I, I'm like, I think you like you. How did you know? How do you know? What's relationship? What's the that's, that's the Christian work. Is that yeah. without faith you can't yeah. so what God is looking for is not your work. He's looking for your trust in him mm-hmm. and your relationship with him. Then he begins to teach you. So for example, I have a guy who was he used to scatter your head. <laughs> I have a guy who was into alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. And when he found God, do you know how God saved alcohol? PS4. I'm telling you truth. Mm. God said buy PS4. And he bought a PS4, and when he had an orange, he printed it. Yeah. And then, for I've seen God use words. Am I seem stupid? He walks in mysterious ways. Obedience. Obedience. So it's relationship. I've seen people got saved from from masturbation and you see grabbing books, or every evening walk, or by 10 p.m. put off a phone. It's I said there's, there's no, no one, one fit. fit. Yeah. It's relation and if you don't have that relationship. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's God that does that. Do you know why? So yeah. no man takes the glory, no pastor says. And you can't say because it worked for him, I'll take one. That's what yes. yes. So God is a very God is like seven billion lovers. If that he wants he wants to be seven billion things to different people. Yeah. He wants you to be and he's happy about it because that one makes him God. Yeah. That I work with you different. That's why yeah. he's not going to control people. That is why, and I must say this. It is not too good to force Christians on people. Mm. Show them, show them love Christ yeah. and love, yes, and pray them to be do because once you force them, they try to imitate you. your pattern. Yeah. And that is not what God. So a pastor is meant to be a gatekeeper. Say, so come and see this Christ and walk with Christ the way. So, the, so sin is not the issue. The issue is wrong belief. Mm. The issue is no lack of relationship. The issue is lack of experience and 
let me, let me add this when you experience God you don't want to sin yeah yeah you don't want ah when you experience that God's amazing you'll be like ah I don't want to kind of have guilt in my heart <laughs> we, need to stress, we need to stress it that when you have a relationship with God that's where renewal comes, comes in. in but then for those like us that still have you, you're Christian and then you go through but you still have some issues with pleasure so for example you want there's still some things that your flesh craves for belief asking that's my point my point is asking God is not a renovation renovation guy <laughs> Is a transformation is completely different. Yeah. They're not paint the old person white. He creates to asking for help. And that's what most Christians don't know how to do. Ask for help. Lord, help my mind, help my cerebral context. Let me <laughs> help my brain cells. Let me think differently. I think the reason why most you would say you would say most Christians don't know how to ask for that kind of help is we have been trained to see God as just help. And heaven. Second coming. And you know we forget that God we have not been God has not been shown to us as someone that genuinely cares about every aspect of your life. I had this really close friend who told me, you know, do you know God is concerned about like your sexual desires? Like he wants you to talk to him about these things. Yes. Most people don't see God as that being that, that wants every part of your life. There's nothing you tell him about your sexual desire, yeah. your career, your he like he's he he wants to be that intimate. Like it's just, and I think it, it, for that to happen, you have you just have to be honest, open with him. Yeah. As long as you have things that you're hiding, you're keeping to yourself. That's how the devil will keep using because you're keeping. Let's say you have a problem with pornography, but you're not telling God about it. He already knows about it, but you're not telling him. So the devil is using that part. Like okay, so you, this is why God does not love you because this part. How can you say God? Do you understand? It's like when we, you are not exposed, but when you come to God and just lay it off, there's nothing, there's nothing that can, can be used against, against you. Nothing. Now, there are a set of people that, that we should talk about, and that those. So, if you speak to that guy and he's sincere with you, he will say that after he, he sins or sleeps around, he has guilt and he feels down and he feels empty. But some people yeah. claim they now, don't. Now, some people actually don't. <laughs> and I must. A lot of people say they don't. They don't. And, they say that the God of this world has blinded the eyes. That is what unbelief is. So when they ask me, can you lose? So scary. So scary. Can you lose your Christianity? Can you lose your faith? I say you can forget who you are. And once you forget who you are, you've lost it. Yeah. You can forget who you are. Once you forget who you are, you're not Very true. That's the truth. Now for those like that, we need intercessors, people that can pray for them. So, for example, that was my first answer <laughs> to his question. Yeah. I went to like a lot of times I've talked to people like that as I'm talking. Even before, I, in my mind, I'm praying yes. because there are some things that cannot, you cannot just tell them yes. and to just you are not God. Yes. You cannot just fix their so, lives just one word. That is the primary purpose of the church. The yeah, church is meant to be the community that goes out for that people interceding for them. Because once you bring a soul into the judgment seats you have a case for his soul. Mm. That's what, that's what, um, his, his, that's what we are meant to do. This stance, Lord, that the devil has, the devil has legal rights over their hearts. He has legal rights. But when you come for them, that, that's why we have to go out and say, you know what, you guys, Holy Spirit help him. That is why God is using technology and using money and wealth to push into all these crazy Islamic we just can sniff him. Mm-hmm. In um, there's a part that says even if there's a part in 
Job. He says, I think it's Job. He says, Can is there hope for you? And he says, Yes, there's hope if water can touch your soul. All mm. that is small of God's water, but some of them they are hard. And there are people like that that experiences have, that ignorance has. Mm. I must you must say that yeah. ignorance has expressed that. But a proof for that is that God issues their mercy. He allows rain to, to pour on the same and the same. Yeah. yeah. So, so that and then is just talking about this um, saved and unsaved. There are people that that right now there are people that think what is is God even real? Does God even exist? What is the point of human chasing yeah. him and wanting to know him? Because after all, the large person, the girl that is doing wrong streak, she has more money than me. She's making like, yeah. And I think so. People have. Equated God to what they, they can, can have, get, or yeah. what they have, or yeah. what they can show yeah. for it, and mm. so how do we approach those kind of people? Those who are, see, so so you guys, let's be very sincere. Those people were not deceived by the devil; they were deceived by Christians, yeah. the older generation, and, and some of us. That's the honest truth. So we first ask for mercy because um, it's unfair to say that. Some, some 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 Christian communities manipulate. Yes. I've taken advantage of a lot of a lot. So, so that's why I keep saying if you live if you live right, people will also want the body. Most people want us the head as Christ, but they, they don't want the body anymore because the body has really been selfish, manipulated, that's the truth. Mm. But if the body lives right, they will also want the body. So I think the first thing is that if people have to catch it and start living right, Christ did not come and talk. Salvation died. So mm. It's action. He lived salvation. So the first thing is if people have to get right. The second thing is that we have to show power. That's what the, the enemy is. Most people want to show power and not powerful as self glory. But power that is God above. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Daniel showed power, not in him in embassy, but he he decoded government principles. He decoded amazing stuff. Joseph showed power. If if he was in this time, Joseph would call us by Joseph by Joseph and Buhari. I have a plan to change our yeah. our our economy in yeah. seven years. Yeah. That's what power is too. That's power of healing. But we. And the basking who is the name of the Lord. David showed power. David said, I have the strategy to, to, to clear out Boko Haram. With ah, what with a stone. Wow. <laughs> so, so that's the point. Is that if you see the Bible as a practical book of love and of power, then but the world shows power in the wrong way. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they suppress the objectify women. It's crazy. They should so we have to get that to a point of Love and power, and I must say, the reason why God wanted us to meet Him through Christ was that people access spirituality. People, people use juju. Yes, but when it comes to Christ, there's love. Mm. So people are actually powerful spiritually through what that means, and, and let's also be very real: it's out there. Even yeah. Moses, the guy to who is. Yeah, so, yeah. so people are powerful. We call it black market. Black market spirituality. <laughs> but it's real. Yeah. And so where you have more, more black market than us. Mm-hmm. But through Christ, there is 
it's not self-serving. It's about others. It's full of love. But I think we still need to do something really. Um, so we've talked about sin yeah. and how it relates to unbelief. Because I really feel sin is basically living independent of God. If you're not dependent on God, that's you are, you, that's that is it. just sin. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think we should talk about the consequences. Because I feel a lot stems from actually that, that place where you are living without God. That's where depression comes in. That's where addiction comes in. Those are the consequences. Security. Of, yeah. Insecurity. Yeah. So, so from my experience, I can tell you categorically that regardless of your stand with God, yeah. if you let sin in, you would get the consequence. Like, so here's the thing. Here's a classic example. You... You don't smoke, you don't drink, right? It's not, it's the, you don't keep um, what you refer to as um, terrible company. But then once in a while you, you go out to where there are more people to influence you in a certain direction than you can hold yourself back. So you go out Friday night with the boys, right? They, you're done hanging out, it's late, you can't drive home, you decide to sleep over at some hotel close by for security reasons. They pick up a couple of girls and they do that and you hang out um, four times a month. And they do that four times a month consecutively for six months. Sometime in the middle of all of this, your mind is going to play tricks on you. Regardless of the fact that you say to them, oh, this is wrong or this is right or whether you make a stand known or not. The moment you give sin a chance, right, it begins to play. It begins to play gimmicks on you. So your mind starts to play tricks on you. You're sleeping and you're thinking. I get this with you. Do you understand? Yeah. So the thing is, from my experience, I can tell you categorically that there is no there is no middle ground for this. You need to guard your faith, and you, you need to guard it with everything that you own dearly. Right? Very important. Very, very important. You can't you can't let it slide for a second. So the consequence might not be going to hell right here and now. The consequence might be depression. Yeah. The consequence might be um, an emotional overload. So you get to the point where you can't manage your emotions anymore. And this is not because God has not made it clear or made it possible mm. for you to live in health or live a wholesome life right but it's mostly because at some point in your experience you let something slide you went the wrong way you you felt you know now it's it's one thing to go out and you know work it for the lord which is you know there are times when you have this conversation so if i have a conversation with an ex-girlfriend for example i am mostly pushing in the direction of here's what i've done right Here's what I've done wrong, right? You can learn from my example. We can make this better. You can make this better. You can live a better life. Here's how it's working for me, right? As soon as it seems like it's going south and we're heading in a different direction, so what's up? I think, don't you remember those days when you were <laughs> cool and cozy? You know, it... But from my experience, one of two things would happen. At that point where it seems like it's going out of control, most times the third party comes in. My first call for a third party is Jesus. So I would say clearly to the person, 
So you can you can talk me into coming back. You can talk me into you know jumping into bed with you and all of that. But what would Jesus do? This is the first thing I always ask myself. First thing I always say to people is, what would Jesus do? And at the point where it seems like it's not real enough, it's not something I can grab onto. You know, the other person is there are more people on the other end, more people pushing me into the deep. I'll call for help. You know, and I think that that's where this relationship thing works the most for the house of God. It's that connection, that connectivity, that yeah. relationship we have with ourselves. It's easy for me to call call in them and say, "Oh, in them, I had this conversation. I I have a feeling she's going to call me back in an hour or in two hours. What do you think I should do? Say a prayer for me. You know, so." That's what I think consequences are. I, I think I, I I don't like to think consequences are far fetched. You know, I have to wait five for, years, ten years for it to come. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's confusion. Yes. You don't get when, directions from God. Yes. So that's it. Is when um, we also have to get to a point where we, we tell so Christians have to step up. Yeah. And show the blessings of working with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is beyond money. Yeah. But it's accuracy. It's 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 fullness. It's it's wholeness. It's wholeness. So when you when people can see that, okay, wow, he's broke, but he's at peace. He's it's it's it, it, it's usually very paradoxical. Wow, because the consequence of sin shows the lack of God in you, mm-hmm. and come. It, it shouldn't just be about money. So that's that's it, not even yes, it's just it should be. It should yeah. be like depression yeah. so for the generation let them verse say with you that's why we're doing this because a lot of people are addicted because they don't know God yeah they have a gap they think they know God yeah they don't know God yeah so the one of the consequences of sin is that you would never feel that you got shame for it mm. and they more like but God did that you got shame for it mm. only he can feel <laughs> and yeah. shame for yeah. it the sharp guy mm. so it's, it's, that thing feels. Yes, it's addiction, it's is 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 instability, it's it's it's, it's very very yeah, yeah, it varies. It's subable, it's so I think I think most part of it is confusion for it's confusion. Because God has given us a mandate, things you must do, but then it's you, you're getting nothing. You don't yeah. know what's next, it's you don't know where to go. Emptiness. It's empty. Yeah. You guys you don't know how empty people are. Mm. They have so much, but they're empty. So um, there's this um, Gabriel Selassie. They seem like they have so much. You know, yeah, <laughs> Gabriel Selassie, the whole Ganja, the whole Ethiopian. Yeah. So I read about yeah. the reggae thing, and I tried, and so my friends are like, people smoke weed because it takes them to the screen. Because man now realizes that man cannot solve man's emptiness. Yes. What man can give can solve man's emptiness. Mm. So cars, houses. Gucci, Prada, blah, can solve man's yeah. emptiness. Only God can solve man's emptiness. So sin just expands the emptiness. Now, to what Chuck said, which I think you should do is, as Christians, you should also protect your presence. Mm. So it was like you can be sniffing, <laughs> <laughs> like you want to do it, and you put a chocolate bar. Yeah, grab your heart, grab your heart, grab your heart, because who are you? Come on, who are you? I think when I think of <laughs> you must the yes. of sin, I think it starts with looking at your relationship with God, or even okay, even imagining that God is 
don't think I'm qualified to bring God down. But let's just say God is like my boyfriend, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm in a loving relationship with, with him. him. Yeah. And then I meet a guy on my way to work, and he, I, he asks for my phone number, and I feel weird, but I give it to him. There's already something there. Yeah. Yeah. I go home that day, and. We are cool. My boyfriend is fine. He doesn't know what happened, but we, um, I start to feel a certain way. And then that boyfriend, that new guy I met, starts to call. What's up? Starts to text. Starts. We're not even hung out, but it's just that's how sin is. It's it's you just it's you, you start separating yeah. yourself from that yeah, person. And then when I think of sin or you know don't do this or don't do that, I just always think I don't want to be separated from God. Mm. Like what is there's nothing that's worth in, um, just moving away. Because the problem say this, yeah. yeah. In marriage, it's worse. Do you know why? In marriage, everything connects, and everything that connects is equal to what we call intimacy. Yeah. So it's intimacy. Now in marriage, you will know when it goes like you, yeah. and then you have you have flirting. Mm. You will know. Mm. You can fake it, but you will know. You will know when your wife is not happy with you. Mm. You will know. It's a relationship. Now, most marriages are not because of the devil, but the, the good one, yeah, they yeah. know, and that's what's that bond. So, when there's some, when something happens, so sometimes sin is not even like cheating. Sin can be not doing what you should do, mm. not giving that thing to everybody. It's not, it's not nothing, you know, it's yeah. Yeah. You've you know. I was about to say that in that instance, <laughs> you, you can actually get an instruction from God, don't give him that number, yes, but you disobey, disobey. It. it stems from you that. Sin. So, yeah, and the end goal of sin is separation. Mm. And the more you 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 are separate from God, the more. And it's not God. Just to be clear, it's not God separating from, from you. you. Yeah, the one is you that will take a bad and yeah. bread and shame and So you take a guilt. step back. Yeah. So so in so in so I think that a few things that I picked out of this conversation, right, um, would be trust and relationship. Yeah. And obedience. Obedience. Yes, obedience. Um, love and experiencing God. The answer is to all of this conversation would be God is not a renovation guy. He's not. God is more of a transformation guy. So God wants to transform you through intimacy. Through through intimacy. Um, And then it is our job as Christians to show. That's it. Talking about the I know we're about to run, we're talking about the transformation part. Sometimes yeah. people get discouraged when they feel like my friend God changed his life like this. Mm. Or the other person God changed after one year. Mm. Everybody's different. Everybody don't, goes don't, through a process. When it comes yeah. to Christianity, even life, don't look at any other person. Just look at you and no. God. Just keep your focus on God. Yeah. yeah, transformation will happen as long as it takes. Last words. Um, I would just say, stop being afraid of sin. Stop mm. thinking, oh, sin is this. Fantastic. Sometimes we make things seem bigger than they are. Only yes. God is the biggest thing. Every other thing pales in comparison. So just focus on God, and you would you would look up, look back at your life maybe two years, one month, two months, and you would not know yourself. Yes. So just look at God and ignore mm. everything. So I, I I'll add uh, the word called Zoe means what? It means life. Mm. But in, in Hebrew, it means attention. So, mm. so pay attention to God. That's it. So what, what you give attention to? So it's attention, attention. Mm. Attention produces transformation. Don't If you can give attention to God and His, and his, his love, He will transform you. But don't give attention. So people, their problem is something. 
the whole week they're talking about the come on so give attention to God that's it yeah. what I'll say is um, God is all you need yeah. like whatever it is it's chaotic trust mm. me whatever how bad what, uh, no matter how dignified yeah. it might be how that life might be it's nothing it's chaotic without God you can't live without God you can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com follow us on Instagram Facebook and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos God bless.